0: Episode forty-eight of Too for This Podcast: Your Safe Space for Grown-Up Talk About Childish. Things. You know what, Kev? Kev, cut the theme. Cut the theme. Kev, you know what? I'm sorry, but yeah. we don't have time for the theme today. And you know what? The, today is not today is not a safe space for for grown-up talk about childish things. Today we gotta we gotta have grown-up talk about very grown-up I saw things.
1: that too abrupt
0: yeah. let's talk <laughs> about the most serious probably the most shocking the most controversial reality show sensation the world has ever known. That is the Netflix phenomenon known as Tiger King: Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. <laughs> and oh my God, the madness! All right, that's enough for Joe.
1: <laughs> it's not even Joe's. Thank saying. you, Joe. That's the sad part. <laughs> wasn't even joe singing that's the sad part
0: uh, you know what it's it's, it, it's one of the many mm-hmm. unanswered questions about this show i have heard three different sources say three different things about w- whether or not or who actually sings the joe exotic country music songs mm-hmm. that uh are appear throughout this this amazing series um I, I I'm not sure. I, I think I think well, maybe Joe sings a little bit. Of it. I think he, maybe Joe sings a little bit of it, but it's probably not him.
1: He doesn't. Uh, if you watch the uh, the episode, the episode that they released this week, um, I believe it was the husband.
0: Okay. Uh, if i remember correctly.
1: Um, uh, husband. Which is,
0: uh, Hold on. There's, there's a lot of husbands in this oh, show. Oh, sorry. What the do you, what the do you original. Mean?
1: The original husband. The, um, the original
0: husband of. The Tiger King,
1: mm, yeah, yeah, of Joe of Joe yeah. Okay, sorry.
0: okay.
1: <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it was him, if i correct.ly I'm forget his name, Jason or something. Anyways, um, you mean
0: you mean the mouth guy?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Okay, um, okay. Let let me let me make a quick correction. Then he's the original husband on the show. Yes. He's not actually Joe Exotic's original husband. Oh, yeah, yeah Joe Exotic right. Joe Exotic had two husbands previous to the yeah, show yeah, who never appear right. on the show. The first one died. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, let's go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, I'm pretty sure it was Joe McHill asked him, if I remember correctly, uh, yeah. if he sings his own songs, and he said he definitely does not. So, um,
0: well, sure. Well, sure. No, but but I also heard from someone else. It's mostly not him, but there are some uh, really quiet tracks of him singing softly in some of the songs, mm. so that he can legitimately claim that he is on some of the tracks. Right. Um. But, uh then there's a part in one episode where Carol Baskin names the two guys who she says sings his songs. And then there's another episode, I forget who it is. There's actually a, another person somewhere who said, uh, it's actually this band who who records all of his songs. So uh. Uh, to me, it's this this is a question that will never be answered. like who is who is the real voice of Joe Exotic um, in all of his country, country music? Yeah, but I'm sure like this guy is now. Joe Exotic, Mm. today, I mean, today, the date is April 12th, 2020, and Joe Exotic, I would wager, is, if not the most famous human being on Earth right now at this moment, he's in the top 10 easily. Yeah. Am I wrong about that?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, Um, currently, yes. Yeah.
0: Like, this show is a sensation. Everybody is talking about it. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it's because we're all in lockdown due to coronavirus right now, mm-hmm. and we're all trapped in front of our televisions. But I don't think so. I watched the show, and I reacted so powerfully to every episode of the show. It really reminded me, of course, and it's it's obviously reminiscent of uh, Making a Murderer. Mm. Uh, did you did you watch that documentary? Were you part of that craze a couple of years uh, back?
1: No, I didn't watch it. No, I, I'm okay. familiar well, with I was- it, but I never watched it.
0: I was totally on board for the whole Making a Murderer documentary craze uh, from a couple years back. I don't have the details in front of me. I don't remember what year it was or anything. Um, But it was a very similar thing where it was like every episode of that documentary was just another huge shock. And it was like, oh, my God, the police are framing him. Oh, my God now the DA is framing him too. Oh my God, the police, uh, interviewed his 15 year old nephew and didn't even give him his Miranda rights. And then they, they grilled him and grilled him and grilled him until he admitted to being part of the murder, even though he clearly never was. And he was mentally handicapped and it was so wrong. Like every episode Mm -hmm. of making a murderer was shocking like that. And at the end of it, we were all like, Oh my God, that guy is innocent and he needs to be freed. And then like six months later, after we all calmed down, we were all pretty much like, yeah, he probably killed her. Um, but like Tiger King is is different in the sense that this is not about an actual murder. Like uh, no one was actually murdered in the events of these shows that I can recall <laughs> uh, <laughs> that we know. And of. It's, I, it's there's so much madness that goes on in the events of this show. It's it's actually easy to not be sure if somebody got murdered or not. And I forgot, um, but uh, I don't think anybody was murdered during the course of this show. It's that quite as serious and dark as making a murderer but uh oh my god is it ever serious and dark and um among the reaction that i've seen online uh beyond people who are just as blown away and amazed by this show as i am Mm. uh are people who are actually offended by it uh offended by the whole craze because um like basically everybody on this show is a really shitty person right like there's, there's nobody good yeah on the show, really. I mean, ex- with the exception of maybe one of the park employees, uh, Saf. Uh, but, I yeah. like, everyone else is just villainous, yeah. creepy, and, you know, probably, like, got, like, really evil, evil secrets that we don't even... Like, touch on in this show that are even darker than we could imagine. Wow. Um, so, I want to say, I, like, let me put a caveat. Let, first of all, I, sh- I want to put a warning at the beginning of the show. Um, this is probably going to be the most controversial conversation we've ever had on 12th of this podcast because this is the most controversial subject we've ever covered. And the topics involved in the show, the themes, the subjects, um, a lot of them are really dark and a lot of them are super controversial. Mm-hmm. And I have. Pretty strong opinions about everything in this show, and um, uh you know what I have had a problem in the past uh, i don't know if you're aware of this kev, but sometimes I offend people with my really strong opinions uh, <laughs> you?
1: no? so oh, I, I just want to
0: you. put a I just want to put a warning out there a- ahead of time. I know that you and I disagree about a lot of uh, about a couple of things anyway about this show um and and I think that this part of the craze of the show is that um it is one of those different people take different things from it right so like you know how the world is completely politically divided right now well both sides of the political divide Mm -hmm. love this show right Mm -hmm. but we both have our own kind of point of view on it it seems like or everybody kind of has their own personal point of view on it Yeah. so um, like part of this craze is going to be that we all see this differently (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, we all take different things from this Um, but I want to make clear I want to make very clear I don't admire or like anybody on this show. This is a show about terrible people. And I, and I mean that almost completely. I mean that by like almost everybody portrayed on the show is terrible to me.
1: This is not, um, you don't watch a show and think, man, I would love to work there or I could sit down and hang out with that guy. No.
0: Yeah. No. Or or he's like really a hero and he's got and he's really getting screwed. Yeah. Like, no, there's none of there's none of that going on, right? Like the celebration of this show is not a celebration of these people. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a celebration of an amazing show that twists you into knots and just shocks you and surprises you over and over. Like like every episode. I was going to Belinda. There's no way. There's no way. There's no like and there was a new thing. Every episode there's a new thing. Yeah. And brilliant storytelling, right? Like there's, there's so much to work with here, but just the way that every episode unfolded and the way the story was just unfolded a tiny piece at a time. Right. And just this massive bomb dropped every episode that changes the whole thing. Um, again, very reminiscent of making a murder. If you haven't seen making a murderer and you're a fan of tiger King, uh, you really should go check it out. Uh, because, uh, similar experience storytelling wise, for sure.
1: Right
0: um anyway before we get into uh episode by episode details kev uh i've had my opening uh speech now is there anything you would like to is there anything you would like to
1: add um off the top of the dome (laughs) not really um i did watch this a little bit before you did i finished it what a week yeah and a half ago, like a week a week for me Yeah. i want to yeah. say and um no it was it was definitely one of those shows i couldn't stop watching um i i watched probably like you
0: consumed it fast i remember
1: yeah, yeah. i started
0: it before you i i remember i started it before you and i was like okay man everybody's right this thing is crazy we have you we have to watch it we have to talk about it yeah. and you were like okay and then like a week later i was like uh have you, have you started? I don't remember how, what I yeah, said to you, but you were like, I, say, I finished and it. Finish and I was it, like, dude. oh damn, I'm on episode six. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: yeah, I think I watched like a couple episodes a day. Um But yeah, yeah no, it's, uh, I'm not going to say it's addictive, um, but it's definitely, it definitely grips you and brings you in. Um, and yeah, everyone, everyone in this thing is, is, is a unique uh, character. Um, I think I can call them characters, even though it's a documentary. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, everyone is so just unique, and it's such. You're right. It's like such an interesting story, uh, story that's told, and um, you just wanna. You, I, I was left wanting a little more. to Tell you the truth. But um,
0: well, you're gonna get lot. You're gonna get lots more. I'm man. sure.
1: Uh, I'm sure they'll make a next one. Um,
0: uh, not only are they making more episodes of Tiger King, but, they're but um, movie now. <laughs> what I have learned from the Wikipedia page mm. is there's a whole lot of other Joe exotic content being produced right now, mm. jumping on this craze. Um, there is a limited series coming out from universal, um, which is based on somebody's podcast called wonderies over my dead body. Mm. Um, uh, which I, I guess is I don't know it's a, a TV series another TV series that's that's coming out um, which sounds like it's in like another similar kind of thing like a, like a documentary type type thing mm-hmm. um, there's uh, a series titled investigating the strange world of Joe exotic coming out from investigation discovery so that's an, another documentary channel uh, mm-hmm. making another documentary about him and that's coming out on April 6 Don't no, no that was announced on April 6 2020 yeah, sorry okay. the day, uh, yeah. and then on a and then on April 8th, uh, Deadline.com reported that Ryan Murphy is in talks to produce a movie or, li- oh my God, a movie or limited series for Netflix with Rob Lowe starring as Joe Exotic.
1: How uh, how great casting is that? <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, we are going to get so much Joe Exotic content over the next like year, two years. Um, we're going to learn a lot more about these people and <laughs> about, about uh, everything that, that went on here. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we'll get a lot more details about who sang those songs. But, um, like one of my biggest questions about this whole thing Mm -hmm. is, um, like who's behind making it and who's profiting from it. My, my, my feeling is that everybody who appears on it is getting a piece of it. Everybody who's giving these long form interviews on the show, I bet you they're all making money from the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I i don't know. I guess that means probably Joe would too. But Joe being in prison, I don't know how that would even work. Yeah. Um, if he legally could make money from this. Because I feel like this is just such an iron- ironic... Like after the whole thing. like If everybody who knows Joe is getting rich from just knowing Joe and being in his life... Um, and Joe is sitting in prison and can't get rich. Uh, wow. Is that the craziest fucking irony that you could imagine? Like, uh, it's a, it's a crazy asterisk at the end of all this, I think anyway. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, (laughs) Tiger King, season one, episode one, uh, entitled Not Your Average Joe. Uh, You know, we're introduced to Joe Exotic and we're introduced to basically this world that I didn't know existed, Kev. Like I was like, all this was eye opening to me. This, um, I guess, I guess mostly mostly in the southern U.S., uh, these exotic Mm -hmm. uh, cat lovers it, it's like a craze. This is one thing that over and over again, while watching this show, I kept turning to Melinda and saying, like, what? Because, um, like, I really don't get this obsession people have with these cats. Mm-hmm. Like, y- you hear somebody every episode going, like, there's just nothing like the feeling of petting a baby tiger. And mm-hmm. and then you hear somebody say, "There's there's nothing tiger on a leash. And I'm just like, like these people like really sound like they mean it, and I don't get that like like they to me they sound like people who are like drug addicts or like like have a fetish, like people who are just really, really excited like about tigers and uh, wait,
1: i I'll be honest if i could if I could buy a tiger that was like a dwarf tiger that grew like maybe as big as a dog, I'd probably get one
0: well, sure, but that's not a. T-
1: not a full. That's a dog. That's yeah. a dog
0: that looks like a tiger. Right? No, or that's I'm a cat. Just,
1: well, it's a cat. That's built like a dog, essentially. <laughs> yeah, right. right. But yeah, no. I'm not denying tiger? No, that's that's fucked up, dude.
0: I'm not denying that there's something cool about tigers. Like yeah. I'm not denying that that they have like a little bit of a coolness to them. Mm-hmm. But the I but the idea that it like so exciting to be in the presence of a tiger Mm -hmm. that you would throw your life, like you would just devote your whole life to being in the presence of tigers. I, I don't get it at all. Like I don't, I, I I just don't get it. Like every episode I would be like, what is this? Like, like these people are like murdering and shit. Like Mm -hmm. there's devious shit going on. There's this whole underworld, this, this, this whole, like movement against the underworld, uh, you know animal rights people um you know like Carol baskin of course uh who uh, we baskin. met who we meet in this who we meet in this first episode as well, Who yeah. is who uh is Joe exotic's arch nemesis, oh, yes. and really really the big conflict in this show is between Joe exotic and Carol baskin, we learn in the very Carol first episode baskin. that Joe is in prison for uh Uh, trying to hire somebody to murder Carol Baskin. Baskin. And basically, basically the entire series is the unfolding of that story. And the, and you know, us getting the details of that story. And they don't get to that till later on. Like they spend like a lot, a lot of episodes just introducing us to everyone before they even get to the murder for hire plot. By the time we got to the murder for hire plot, I forgot why Joe was in jail. I was like, I don't remember why he's in there. Mm -hmm. Did they ever say, um, it's then when I went back and rewatched episode one, they they, yeah. this, they they opened this. They opened it with that. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was um, in the, it was in the back of my head the whole time I was watching it. So uh, it was definitely not a, a key element that I did not forget. So yeah, but yeah, it was definitely one of those things. Um, as like every time, like they were showing him, and every time they were showing her, uh, specifically when they were showing him making like death threats on his like internet show, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was in the back of my head the whole time. Like this is. Like you moron, you're like building your own case against you. (laughs) Like
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um Yeah, there there's definitely with Joe, there's definitely a lot of taking advantage of this um southern kind of conservative attitude this american attitude like i can do whatever the fuck i want and you can't stop me and um just like pushing the boundaries like pushing every fucking boundary he can like on his internet show he would constantly be firing off his guns and and shooting mannequins that were dressed up like carol baskin and threatening to murder her publicly all the time um
1: making videos about her (coughs) music
0: videos. So. yeah um but we don't get to any much of that in the first episode in the first episode we basically learned that that there's this guy Joe exotic who's got this big um uh, zoo uh, it's an exotic animal zoo he's got hundreds of tigers but he's also got other exotic animals there he's got bears mm-hmm. he's got like monkeys orangutans that look like um I think I saw a lion um, yeah, definitely lion. Oh, uh mm-hmm. alligators crocodiles mm-hmm. uh and um, people pay hundreds of dollars. This was one of the shocking things to me. Oh yeah, they, were, they said people were paying between three hundred fifty to six hundred fifty dollars yeah. just for a ticket to this zoo. Yeah, just to just to get on the property. And I guess that one, you know, I, there's these tickets that include like, um, and stuff that people go there for? And people do this. Like, mm-hmm. I was shocked people pay yeah. $650 to go to a zoo where you're allowed to feed the tigers and pet the tigers.
1: Yeah.
0: Like I can go to the Toronto Zoo anytime I want and see tigers yeah. and I think it's like 40 bucks to get into the Toronto Zoo. But you can't and pet a baby tiger. You can't pet you. them. But I still think 40 bucks is kind of steep. Like yeah. I didn't like um <laughs> I don't get these people like I don't I, I'm going to try to stop repeating this because I'm going to repeat it for the entire show. But mm-hmm. I don't get these people. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. Yeah. Um. and then we learned that Carol Baskin um, also has Baskin. also has a park where she keeps tigers yeah. and has tours and actually has petting. Yeah. I, I believe, too. I don't, uh, I'm I don't not remember sure the about petting.
1: You know, I don't think she had petting. But, um, you know
0: what, Kev? I, I wish we knew someone who had been to Carol Baskins Park uh, who could we, come on the podcast yeah, I mean, and give yeah. us details about it. But I, mean, I, I but it's too bad we don't know anybody like that. Um. Well, <laughs> 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 <But> yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> but besides the point. Um.
0: um but but okay, so Carol Baskin has a park, but her park is not a zoo, her park is a rescue. So mm-hmm. the diff the main difference here, and Carol explains it, is that Carol doesn't breed tigers. Uh Joe breeds them. Uh Carol just takes tigers uh from you know uh places like Joe's or or like people who like bred them pri- and own them privately. Mm-hmm. She takes them and cares for them until they die. And basically, it's it's a rescue. Um joe accuses her of being a hypocrite and saying that he does the same thing she does or she does the same thing he does but uh she dresses it up differently and she's really just his competition and wants to put him out of business because she's competition um but there is clearly a very big difference if, like in between breeding tiger cubs uh for sale uh mm-hmm. by the way because because he did sell a lot of tigers um, and uh also for you know uh, to have them on display and to have people come and um, visit them and 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 pet them and stuff mm-hmm. um it, I, I did also notice they mentioned that um, once tigers become full grown, they kind of become useless to these zoos and later on, when we meet doc antle and we, and we see his zoo uh, he met, he talks about this too about how um tigers outgrow their usefulness mm-hmm. meaning Meaning they get to a point where they're too big and too strong to be safely handled and managed. And a lot of them end up just being killed. Uh, You know, there's a lot of... You hear a lot about Joe shooting tigers and burying them. Um, And, 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 you know, euthanization is part of raising animals. Uh, You know, sometimes it has to be done. Um, But, uh, you know, the controversy on this show, I don't really want to take a stand on. Like, I... Do I am I for animal rights? Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, Do I think these animals could be bred and kept safely and humanely? I think yes. Uh, Do I trust unlicensed operators like a Joe Exotic to do that? I think no. I think... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's definitely some issues with, um, you know, but I'm a big government person and these are, you know, again, Southern American conservatives and, and they would completely disagree with me. So I really don't want to take a political stand on this because I feel like it's crossing the line that we said we weren't going to do on the show, which was getting political. Right. Um th- There is definitely a lot of politics involved here though. Right? Like <clears throat> uh, there is definitely a red state, blue state, uh, conversation uh at the heart of this whole thing mm-hmm. um and it's uh based around this this animal rights discussion and well uh, again um i i would probably fall on the side of the animal rights people but um I, I I made clear at the beginning of this. I don't think anybody's a good person on this show. I right. don't think Carol Baskin's a good person. Oh no. I don't think Carol Baskin. I don't think Carol Baskin's a hero. You know, in fact, you know what Carol fact,
1: Baskin is? She's a fucking genius. I, I, that's what she is. Um, uh, she, yeah, definitely. She, she employs all these people to work for her and doesn't pay them a single fucking cent. And, They're
0: volunteers, yeah. but every animal rescue has volunteers. Like no, that's. <laughs> That's how animal rescues work.
1: And no, but she and, has a ranking of like volunteers. Yes. I don't know if you remember this yes. part, but uh,
0: yes, I do. Yeah, so she the liked... t-shirt colors. Yeah. And yes, again, Kevin, I wish we had a friend who had actually been to Carol Baskin's <laughs> park. Who, so I could ask Carol Baskin, um, did you did you like was this t-shirt color thing a thing when you were there? You know, mm. um, but I, I, unfortunately, there's nobody. Like that, who we could have on the show to to ask these questions
1: to ask about
0: Carol Bass. Yeah, yeah. Um, But anyway, um, the thing to me is is that like like that's fine. Like that the volunteer thing is fine because. Like these are all people who we t- who we talked about early. These are these are these crazy tiger people. These mm-hmm. are people who just want to be around tigers and they don't care. Like these are people who would probably pay six hundred dollars yeah. to go and be around tigers, but they get to go volunteer and go be around tigers every day and get to feed them and probably pet them and you know and groom them and everything, right? So um like I don't think Carol's evil for that. I don't. But I do I think she killed her evil. husband.
1: I never said evil, I said smart.
0: <laughs> right right so, but I, I was saying she's evil and the yeah. reason i think she's evil is because i absolutely believe she killed her husband and i know that you and did, uh,
1: well I'm, I'm not saying that i don't think that she there there is a okay for me there is a small part that i think that that she could have killed him but there's also a bunch of evidence in the show mind you leading that he fucked off and yep covered his tracks
0: Okay, well, we're getting to that. So. that that's actually not, not <laughs> until episode three. We don't learn We don't learn Carol Baskin's Dark Sacred until episode three. Right. Um, but, at the, but at the end of episode one, basically, we just learned the, the difference between these two um, organizations, basically, right? right? They, like Joe's Zoo and Carol's Rescue, yeah. right? Joe frames Carol as being exactly the same as him and being a hypocrite and just trying to put him out of business. Yeah. Carol frames Joe as being cruel to animals and just using them for profit. Yeah. Um, and um at, at this point you kind of believe it but you are so shocked by everything you've learned in this episode right just this this whole culture that it that it exists in the first place to me mm. was hugely shocking and the lifestyle of joe exotic we get into a little bit we get into a little bit that he's a very flamboyant guy yeah. uh you know he's, he's he's very openly gay and he's uh very flamboyantly um puts his relationships out on display. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got two husbands at the beginning of the show. Um, both very young dudes, mm-hmm. both clearly, clearly drug addicts, uh, both dudes who were homeless when he met them. Um, and, 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 and we learned, we, we kind of get this vibe that Joe exotic is almost like a cult leader. Yeah. Um, you know, and that people just want to be near him so they can be around the tigers and this exciting life. Um, is and one thing um, you
1: forgot to mention about those two dudes
0: and he lured and he and he lured both of those dru- dudes in with drugs by yeah. the way uh they they made that very clear and he brought them both into his life you, uh, manipulating their drug addictions and both of them claimed to be straight
1: yeah.
0: before and <laughs> but this is but, but the, this is like this is real like this is real shit these are real people obviously um <laughs> uh, but like i've known like th- like st- i've had stories like this uh, close to people close to me People I've known in my life have had stories like this. Like, like these are just drug drug addicts who end up uh, trading sex for their drugs, mm-hmm. right? And and like your sexuality, the line. Is, 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 is crossed a lot of times in those situations when a desperate drug addict just wants a provider, someone who's just going to feed him his drugs every day, uh, we'll, will trade sex for that. Uh, even if, even if you're straight and your drug provider is gay, like, um, and we get, we start the show with Joe has two husbands who are clearly that kind of dude. Mm -hmm. Um, and later on, later on in the show, that is, uh, pretty much, um, confirmed. Yeah. um but but in episode one we're just introduced to all of this madness and w- yeah wow like uh
1: <sighs> yeah no, uh, like what? yeah yeah go on
0: um like i've known guys like joe exotic i've been a guy like joe exotic joe mm. exotic is just a guy who needs to be famous like it's just, like the most important thing like if you're not famous you might as well be dead right let's it's this narcissistic um like giant hole inside of yourself that you're constantly need to fill with attention right mm-hmm. and the only way to get enough 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 attention is to get famous and to get that attention like 24/7 right um and joe reminds me of a lot of guys i've known guys who had a little bit of fame mm-hmm. and and wanted you know the big fame right Got that little bit of fame, and as soon as they got it, they started like just abusing it and turning shitty and rotten, and like their dark side starts coming out, and um, they start like um, sabotaging themselves, right? Causing their own problems, mm-hmm. um, uh, being the reason that they fail. Uh, I have known so many guys like Joe Exotic, you know, not not animal guys, obviously, but uh, obviously mostly music guys, mm-hmm. because I used to be. This guy who wanted to be famous. Right. Um, so this this whole character like really really rings with me. Like I really like I I get I get everybody in the show. I feel like I f- this is the most white trash show. First of all, <laughs> this is the most white trash reality show that I've ever gotten into. But uh, it has really shown me how white trash my life has been because I I fucking understand these people. I feel like that. <laughs>
1: That's a funny
0: statement. But, anyways, go on. Anyway, that's where where we are at the end of episode one, anyway. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not your average Joe. Uh, uh, We just basically introduced to the conflict between Joe and Carol and the differences between what they do. Um, Second episode uh, Cult of Personality. Uh, this is where we start learning about um, Doc Ansel, who is another popular uh, exotic cat person, actually more successful than Joe, kind of the guy who Joe modeled himself after. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, isn't quite as self-destructive as Joe. Uh, seems to have his head on his shoulders yeah, a lot better. Like, he's his, a little bit more business grounded. Business. Yeah. But, um, subject to all the same excesses, like, this Doc Ansel character is another like villain to me. He's just a villain. Who's not getting in trouble for anything. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he's got uh, three wives, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and cogumist. all of his, all of his wives are employees at his zoo yeah. and, uh, he dresses them all, um, very, uh, scantily. uh, sexualized, yeah. scantily. Um, and, um, They appeared, like, again, this appears to be a cult. It appears to be a slightly more successful, slightly more higher class cult than Joe Exotic's cult. Um, You know, like, uh, Doc Antle's wives have all of their teeth. Right. Whereas Joe's wife uh, or first husband, you know, only has three teeth Mm -hmm. because of his meth mouth, you know, like to Doc wives are beautiful and, uh, you know, in great shape and and healthy. They're just kind of like uh, mindless robots, they appear to be. And um, this is where the misogyny of this show really starts coming. There was the misogyny really didn't kick in in episode one because. The people being abused were dudes. Like, okay. um, uh, and, and and that's another thing about this show. There is so much sexual abuse yeah. through, this, through this through show.
1: Homeboy uh, of men and women. Homeboy actually uh, said that uh, it's not meth mouth. By the way, according to him,
0: he said it was meth m- on the episode. He says
1: it wasn't in the newest episode.
0: Oh. <laughs> well he said he, he admitted to being a meth addict yeah
1: okay well he says
0: it's not meth on the meth. show
1: okay um, so what, he's he's
0: he's obviously he looked right in the camera con- and
1: said stop saying it's meth mouth basically right so but anyways yeah
0: well he got his teeth fixed anyway he yeah, looks he great did. now yeah right uh so he's probably very ashamed of his past and his meth mouth and mm-hmm. probably is in denial um but he clearly he clearly admitted to having a meth problem, and he clearly admitted to meth being the way that Joe Exotic lured him into his life in the first place. So right. uh, I don't know why he's denying that it was meth mouth. But but regardless, um, in episode two we we learn about this this uh, the fact that that people are willing to just throw their lives into this cat thing. We learn about Carol's volunteers. We learn about Doc Antle's wives and employees. And, um, yeah, like more and more, they're exposing to us this culture and more and more, I'm shocked. I'm like, there's another one. There's a more successful one. Mm -hmm. And, and these women are just willing and it's, and then they keep cutting to people saying, yeah, it's just so exciting to be around these cats. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've said it, I've said it, but I'll say it again, Kev. I don't get it. Like, I, I love animals. Like, I'm an animal person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love dogs. I've, I've had cats. I like cats. I don't dislike cats. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't understand. <laughs> Devoting your whole life getting, being so excited by tigers. Anyway, okay, yeah. I don't get it. But, um, <laughs> Doc Anyway, uh, a fascinating, obvious. Like he looks like a cult leader too. Like all these guys remind me of like, L. Ron Hubbard. When you're watching like Scientology documentaries, like, like legit cult leaders. It's not like I, it's not hyperbole to suggest that. Like these people come to him, they marry him, they they give him sex, all the sex he wants. They dress the way he wants. They they admit that they work like. 12, 14 hour days to care for all these animals.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, seven days a week. They they don't they don't get Christmas off. You know, they can't because the tigers have to be fed. Yeah. Uh, it is a crazy, like involved world. It really reminds me of Scientology actually when they talk about how like, like Scientologists are worked around the clock. These people are worked around the clock right. to exhaustion, right? To the point where like, they don't have a minute to even stop and think, wait a minute, am I in a cult? Should I get out of here? Like, and that's how that's how these cults work. Um, yeah. This Doc Ansel guy is presented as just this happy, successful guy, and he is a happy, successful guy, but he's a fucking evil guy. Like, this is a cult, for real. Yeah. Um, it is. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, but, um uh, here again we're we're presented with Joe's point of view in his conflict with Carol baskin, right mm-hmm. in that it kind of looks like she's a cult leader too, like yeah. she has her, she has her. Her uh, rescue, which looks like Doc Antle Zoo in in a couple of different ways, right? Mm -hmm. And she has her army of volunteers who are all there every day, working long days for free. And they're all wearing their different colored t-shirts, delineating, you know, what position they hold in the army of volunteers. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to point to that and say that kind of looks like a cult too. And Carol Baskin is on social media with millions of followers every day on YouTube, on Facebook. And she's famous, uh, among this world, even before the documentary, she was famous in this world. Um, you know, on the level of a very successful YouTuber, which is a level of fame, uh, in our world today. And, uh, uh, yeah, you can you can see both sides, but I, I still want to say I still want to stipulate. Mm-hmm. Like this happens at all animal rescues, right? Like all animal rescues are are staffed by volunteers who just love to work with animals. So I don't think that Carol Baskin is quite the cult leader that everyone else is in this. I think that if there was a tiger rescue that needed those volunteers, with or without Carol Baskin, those people would still show up for that.
1: Right. right. Granted. So. Yeah, I still yeah. think she's the, very
0: smart. Oh, she's, she yeah. is devious and yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, and we get to that in episode three, mm-hmm. The Secret, which to me was when this thing really heated up.
1: Yeah.
0: Really heated up. Because until this point, Carol Baskin was presented as just an animal rights activist. Yeah. And it's at this point where we start to get filled in on Carol's past a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: And we find out Carol had a millionaire husband. Carol, first of all, was dirt poor, Mm -hmm. was married and in a terrible relationship, got in a terrible fight with her first husband, left the house to just to get away from the Mm -hmm. fight, was walking the street crying. Yeah. And her first husband, a man, I wish I knew his name. I don't have it in front of me. But Carol's first husband was a stranger at this point who was just a rich guy and, by the way, he was one of these tiger guys. Mm -hmm. He was a guy who kept and bred and sold these tigers, one of these crazy tiger lovers. He was just driving around the street and he saw Carol walking down the street crying after her fight with her husband. He pulls over and... Asks her to get in the car. Yeah, she says no. He drive. I, I get the feeling he was following her for blocks. By the way, creepy as fuck. By the way, mm-hmm. you don't follow women, strange women in car. Co- like I do. I have to say this. You you when you when you're driving around. <laughs> okay, men out there, <clears throat> this is a little PSA for you. <laughs> if you're driving around <laughs> and you see a woman you don't know walking down the street crying, you don't pull over. And tell her to get in the car because you think she's hot. Mm-hmm. It's just not a thing that you do, okay? But this guy did this. Carol's first husband. So again, this guy's no good guy either, okay? Like, I think she killed him, but I think he fucking deserved it. I, I just want to want to make that clear. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad person. I know. So this guy, so he pulls, and she won't get in the car, and he's has got trying to talk her into it. He pulls closer, and he goes, "Look, I have a gun." Okay, this is what this guy says. This fucking crazy tiger guy sees this, sees this blonde chick crying on the street, thinks she's hot, pulls over, rolls down his window, says, look, I have a gun on the seat here. It's loaded. You can hold it on me while we talk so that you know that you're safe.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay? Um... Okay, so this guy's a fucking psycho, okay, and an asshole, and he deserves whatever the fuck happened to him. He deserves it. But Carol proves that she's also a fucking nut job because she gets in the fucking she got car. In the
1: car. Yeah, exactly.
0: She got in the fucking car, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, okay, it turns out this guy's really rich. Uh, he's married. He's got a family, yeah. but he's really rich. He's got a... Re- for everything he touches turns to gold and he's one of these fucking tiger psychos, right? Mm -hmm. So he ends up leaving his wife. Carol leaves her husband. They get married. And in the early days, and I don't even know if I find this out in this episode, but in the early days of their relationship, Carol was one of these shitty people. Carol took part in breeding, in tiger cub petting. They did all this shit that Joe Exotic does that she's trying to shut him down for. Mm Mm-hmm. We found this out in the early days of their relationship. Now, we do learn that during their relationship, she tried to push her husband towards conservation of animals rather than the breeding and the petting. She tried to push him out of it. And this is, I think, this is not focused on enough in the show. This is the entire identity of Carol Baskin. Her entire personality is she fights anyone who reminds her of her husband who she hated so much she killed him, right? Joe Exotic is the most famous guy who does what her husband used to do. Doc Ansel, of course, maybe he's the most famous. But Joe Exotic is a really super famous guy who does what her husband used to do. Mm-hmm. And her entire life, she's spending her own money fighting him, trying to shut him down, trying to put him out of business. You got to ask yourself, Is this just, is she acting out her love of these animals trying to protect him? Or is she acting out her hatred of her husband? And anybody who reminds, like, I definitely think she killed that guy. We learn in this episode that her husband was like, because we talked to his ex-wife. We talked to his business manager. We talked to his business secretary, who were all on his side of the situation. Mm -hmm. And who all think, who all obviously think Carol killed him, by the way. Yeah. Um, But they all talk about how he was about to divorce her. And not only was he about to divorce her, but he had paperwork drawn up ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And he was only, he was going to give her nothing in the divorce. She wasn't going to get uh, the animal rescue. She wasn't going to get any money. All she was going to get was a house and a car. Right. So he was going to, he was going to cut, they had tens of millions of dollars at least. They were, they had a super rich, lavish lifestyle. She was his second or third wife and he had a plan he was going to move to Costa Rica, yeah. or is it Dominican Republic? Uh, Costa was it Costa Rica? Rica? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he was going to start breeding animals there, and because there's no animal rights there, stopping him. Right? She didn't want to go, and she didn't want to breed animals. So this is what, this is basically what ended their marriage it appears like. He wanted to leave her because he just wanted to go to Costa Rica so badly and she was no fun anymore, right? Like, she, when he first met her, she was just this crazy crying chick on the street who would just jump into his car and point a gun at him and go start breeding tigers with him, right? right. But then, she, over, t- over time, she became this animal rights person who was basically his enemy. Uh, he's, he's trying to get away from animal rights people. He's trying to go to Costa Rica to get away from them. Yeah. Um, so, he had the entire plan to divorce her, leave her with nothing, and he was going to tell her he was going to he was going to confront her he told like he, I forget which family member it was who said like the, my last conversation was i 'm going to talk to her about it, and then I never heard from him again. Mm-hmm. He completely vanishes off the face of the earth, completely disappears <clears throat> they they find <clears throat> his his car parked at his private airport or a private airport that he used, Mm -hmm. which, which kind of makes it look like maybe he took off in a plane, but there were no flights booked. There were no planes missing. There was no, uh, you know, there was nothing but his car at the airport, which could have easily been planted there if he was murdered. Right. Right. The police never really searched for DNA evidence at Carol's, tiger rescue Mm -hmm. they basically said we saw no reason they said we looked around the property but we saw nothing nothing suspicious nothing that would indicate and i'm like you like they didn't fucking go in the tiger cage man they didn't they didn't test the tiger's droppings for dna they didn't do any of that they made it clear they didn't do any of that so the idea that that she fed her husband to her tigers after she found out he was going to divorce her and leave her with nothing. Well, when you spend seven hours with Carol Baskin in this series, that idea does not seem so far-fetched to you at all. Like, I absolutely believe she killed him. I absolutely believe he got fed to the tigers. Yeah,
1: which is a very huge possibility, but you can't just... Or your, all your i'm not saying it's a fact you i 'm not saying it's a
0: fact obviously i know obviously i don't know that it's a fact yeah but i absolutely believe it i absolutely do and and I, his business manager his his secretary his ex wife his ex ex family they all they have no idea where the fuck he is, and mm-hmm. and they they're they're all poor because he's gone. Like the, the wife said, she only got ten yeah. percent of the inheritance that she would have got when when he was eventually declared dead, and eventually the estate was divvied out. Um, he like he had contacts in Costa Rica, like he he had already been going down there frequently and had friends and relationships down there that were known mm-hmm. to his friends and relationships back home because he was trying to move down there with his wife. Like it wasn't a secret. Right. Yeah. So like there were like, if, if he had disappeared down to Costa Rica the people down there would have known and the people in America would have been able to go down and find out like the idea that he could completely vanish. I mean, I know it's possible, Mm -hmm. you know, it's possible that he started his own tiger cub breeding business down in Costa Rica. He had his own income stream. Maybe he built an entire new fortune down there. They said he was the golden boy, everything he touched turned to gold. So it's possible that he abandoned all of his fortune in the States completely and just disappeared to Costa Rica. But I just think it's so fucking unlikely that none, like nobody would know. Because like there were so many connections between Costa Rica and the US. It seemed like from just the conversations we heard in these episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't believe he disappeared. I don't believe he took off. I don't believe he vanished. I, I absolutely <laughs> believe she killed him and fed him to the tigers. And took his fortune and used it to build her organization, which she's now using to try to shut down guys like Joe Exotic. Mm -hmm. And which she used to shut down Joe Exotic. Um, So, so yeah, like, not a hero. Like, I I don't think so at all, but such a fascinating person. The fact that this shit is real. Like, I honestly have... I I didn't watch much. I didn't read much about the show before I watched it. I didn't watch anybody's reviews of it or anything. I didn't really know anything about the show. I went in completely blank to the show, not knowing anything. Yeah, same here. So honestly, I when I was like halfway through episode two, I started to ask myself if this was a fake show, if this was a fake documentary. Right. Like I, I thought this this can't keep shocking me so often, and I can't have never heard of any of this before. Like I, it just it made me feel like ignorant to the world. Like I I'm just shocked that all of this happened, like all of this existed. You know, that's mm-hmm. the, the the beauty of the show. This is why this show is so exciting to watch. Yeah.
1: No, anyway. I, yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I too went into this somewhat blinded, <laughs> No, i say mm. somewhat because, um, the girlfriend started explaining like what's going on to me. Cause she like binged the shit out of it. And I was like, okay, why are you yeah. telling me all this? You're like literally telling me the whole show. So there's no point in me watching it. And she's like, well, "Oh, I'm right. sorry, just watch it. <laughs> so I did. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. the rest is history but yeah um but yeah no um like I said same same thing as you I went into this blindly and I was just like um
0: wow (laughs) so that's episode three this episode three is we learn oh my god Carol is a super dark character as well right Mm -hmm. Uh, episode one and two she appeared like maybe she was a good guy and okay she's probably saved a lot of tigers she's probably done a lot of good in the world, but uh, in my opinion, she definitely killed her husband. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and do I think he deserved it? Yeah, I fucking do think he deserved it. But I, uh, I don't condone murder. Okay, I don't, I, I, I don't actually condone murder in any way. I'm, I'm actually a pacifist. But um, man, he wasn't a great person, and uh, he was playing with fire, and he was playing with fire. You yeah. know? Yeah, no, I agree with that. I I want to go back to the to the seeing the crying girl walking down the street and asking her to get in your car, like just that decision. Every time is gonna fucking destroy your life. It's gonna destroy your life. Like you, you got to know better, guys. You got to know better. Yeah. Just man, you can't think in the moment with your dick. And I'm sorry for being a little bit uh, whatever. <laughs> it's true though. You you can't think in the moment with your dick. Like you you uh, man. Yeah, I know you're hungry, you gotta eat You're thirsty, you gotta drink You see a beautiful blonde woman Walking down the street crying And you think, I can rush to her rescue um, But 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 look what happens You get fed to the fucking tigers Dude, that's what fucking happens Every fucking time not, a, not exactly that, but a version of that Will happen to you every fucking time You will end up fed to the fucking tigers Anyway True <laughs> episode episode four <laughs> play with fire um you know the description here reads joe ramps up his efforts to become an internet and tv star mm-hmm. um so this is a thing that joe has had going on the entire time like part of the rivalry between joe and carol is also an internet celebrity rivalry they both have internet tv shows and they're both trying to like be the most successful internet celebrity mm-hmm. um Joe's internet show is, you know, he's trying to be crazy and shocking as much as he can. It's a lot of him shooting guns. Like he's got a lot of guns. This is another shocking thing about the show. But uh, I guess it's it's just Southern U.S. culture, yeah. That I'm not aware of. Um, Everybody Um, just has guns like their toys. Everybody just uses guns like their toys. Yeah. When they get mad, they point them at each other, loaded. They fire them off all the time. Um uh it's, it's terribly scary and shocking to anyone who doesn't live in a culture like that, which by the way is ninety-nine percent of planet Earth, okay? America, you are fucked with this gun bullshit. I'm sorry. This this is politics, I guess, and I shouldn't be doing it, but this gun bullshit is fucked, dude. Like, man, like I have been around enough. Like white trash, drug addicted freaks, like the people on this show, enough to know that if they were all fucking playing with loaded guns the entire time I was hanging around with them, we'd all be dead. Like this is—it's just fucking ridiculous that you allow this in your country. But um, (laughs) uh, so anyway, Joe's Joe's internet show basically turns into. Uh just accusing Carol Baskin of killing her husband over and over again in every episode and trying to dig up evidence Carol of Carol Baskin killing her husband over and over. And Joel just becomes obsessed with Carol Baskin yeah. um and shutting her down. And and not uh, you know it's, it becomes like her efforts to shut him down become like he has to fight back against her, which is really the thing that he just shouldn't do, right? Like through this entire thing. He just causes himself problems by wanting to fight back against Carol Baskin. Like, he, did, he could have chose to ignore her mm-hmm. and just run his business and make his money and live his lifestyle. And it wouldn't have changed much. Like, he still probably would have went to court. But no, because he took her name. That's another thing. He intentionally stole the name That's of right. her park <laughs> and named his tour after it. Yeah. And that was why she got to sue him. Yeah. And basically uh, make it so that he owed her a million dollars. And that was just because he was so mad at her that he wanted to fuck with her. Yeah. Like, so, um, like, again, like, uh, when I said earlier, this this whole thing about guys who are just desperate to be famous, who are, like, a little bit famous and then just start throwing obstacles in front of themselves. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Like, this guy is such a narcissist. He's like, you... Like, you can't come after me, Carol Baskin. Like, you can't fuck with me. I'm Joe Exotic, and and I'm going to get more famous and more powerful by fighting back against you and trying to destroy you. It's the Donald Trump attitude, right? It's like whenever I'm attacked, I have to attack back a thousand times harder because that's my brand, and that's what my supporters want, and that's what makes me successful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I that's know, what I, ended up that, – That that's exactly why he ended up in jail because yeah. of that attitude. Right.
1: No, I thought the whole uh, the whole thing of him like basically like plagiarizing, plagiarizing her her name and just adding I can't even remember what he added but he even went as far as taking the basically
0: the exact added the same word logo. entertainment at the end of yeah
1: that's what it was and it was like the almost the exact same logo he even had like the same fucking tiger in the background like I thought that was just dumb I I, gotta, I don't get why we why you would go that far to try to like screw someone else over you know what I mean like
0: yeah it was dumb as hell and yeah. either he didn't think he could get sued for it mm-hmm. you know like either they're just so stupid like they're stupid obviously yeah. right they're, yeah. they're 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 sitting around uh playing with their computer making this artwork uh they're probably going mm. oh can she sue us for this oh she probably can't sue us if we change this one little thing right and they probably yeah. don't know shit about what they're talking about right
1: yeah
0: but uh um, <clears throat> and they think it's harmless and whatever. And they're all on meth, by the way. So uh, (laughs) there's not a lot of thought going on in all this. Except I want to fuck with her and I want to make money. And they did make money, right? They made money from this tour. Mm -hmm. uh, And apparently they made more money from it because they named it after Carol Baskin's Cat Rescue. um, Because Carol Baskin's Cat Rescue was way more popular than Joe's deal at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she absolutely had a legitimate reason to, to sue them. And absolutely won her lawsuit legitimately. And uh, you know, that kind of seems like it was the start of the major downfall of Joe exotic um because he ends up <clears throat> losing a lawsuit to Carol Baskin and her husband.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he ends up being ordered to pay her a million dollars. Yeah. and uh, he's he's basically broke, right? He's living month to month off of the profits of his zoo, but he doesn't have a fortune put away. Carol's living off of her fortune. And her zoo is also functioning on donations, so that's not really coming out of her pocket at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carol has all of this money to spend on fighting Joe and suing Joe, and Joe is basically a working class guy, you know, with a good gig that's profitable, but it's also very expensive. Like they talk about how expensive it is to feed these tigers, yeah. um, and it's super expensive. And um, so, uh, there is kind of a, uh, I can see how some people out, out out there are like behind Joe in this fight. If you take like the working man versus the, the rich man by point of view in their conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but don't do that. Uh, this guy's evil. Um, I, I, it does feel kind of wrong at the end of it that he's the only one in prison out of this whole cast, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see who else goes after. I think Jeff Lowe's probably headed there soon. Probably. Um, but we'll get to that after we get through all these episodes. Um, Where were we? Anyway, we were on episode Playing with Fire, which I believe was episode 1, 2, four. 3, 4. And that's you know, basically about Joe's internet TV show. And this character who the... Uh, the uh, TV show producer mm-hmm. uh, is is really interesting to me. Let me see if I can find his name while I'm talking about him. He's a guy who came from uh, like legitimate uh, TV show uh, scandal shows. Yeah, um, uh, Rick Kirkman. Rick Kirkman, yeah. Okay, so he was on... I don't remember what show he was on. I believe it was, like, Current Affair or, like, one of those shows yeah, that was, right. like, a, a, a 90s, like, uh, news magazine-style show. Um, had, a, had a legitimate TV history. So Joe hired him to be his producer and kind of make a reality show for him. Um, Joe thought that he should be a reality show star, which uh, it's ironic that he is now, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um but uh he was a- actively working on trying to get a reality show career off the ground and he knew that he was such a colorful character the fact that he was so outlandish in the way he acted and in, the- in his his uh you know his flamboyantly openly gay double marriage um and all of his shenanigans with the guns and stuff. He knew that he was going to be able to draw a big reality show audience, so he hired this Rick Kirkham guy to make a reality show, follow him around, basically, and film everything he did. Yeah. And it looked like he was there, there living at the zoo for months. Mm-hmm. Both, both making this daily internet TV show. Which, by the way, did you see the control room like for their for their YouTube show? Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like the control. It looks like the control room for like MSNBC. Yeah, like for a YouTube show, you do not need. Any of that shit. But they, he built a full TV production control room yeah. for this YouTube store. It made no sense to me at all. Like, he didn't need it at all. But this Rick Kirkham, I guess, came from this TV environment um, and convinced him to spend all this money on all this, all this stuff. Um, yeah. I spent months and months filming him every day. And um, and then at, at, at one point, they come to a business disagreement where... Um, I guess it sounded to me, I don't know what the original disagreement was about, but it sounded to me like Joe Exotic was trying to fire Rick Kirkham mm-hmm. um, and and keep, and keep his footage that he had filmed while he was there. And Rick said, I'm sorry, Joe, but uh, look the contract you signed with me. I own all of the footage yeah. that I have filmed. And I've been filming you all day, every day for the last few months. So now here's the, here's the, the, the rub there. Um, he has filmed hours and hours of evidence of Joe doing illegal things with animals. <clears throat> that if Carol Baskin had that evidence, she could use to have Joe shut down.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. If this ev- if this video footage all falls into the hands of the federal government, there's a lot of him doing a lot of illegal shit on it, and suddenly Joe realizes. I don't own this footage. I signed this contract that this guy, Rick Kirkham owns. And now they're in a fight. Now he doesn't trust Rick Kirkham. Okay. So Rick Kirkham could easily go to Carol Baskin and sell her all of this footage. If the reality show doesn't happen, if his deal with Joe goes sour, he owns Joe. He basically, and he says that, he says that, he said that to his face. I own you. I own all of this footage. I own all of this evidence, I own you. Okay? And then a few days later, Joe goes on a trip out of town and an arson happens on his property and destroys all of the footage. Yeah. Destroys the control room and all of the footage, burns it so badly, it's all gone. Um and and it, of course they play it as a little bit of a mystery who set the fire. They showed us earlier that animal activists break onto the pro- property all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the idea is in your head, it could have been animal activists who started the fire. That would be terrible because another building burned down too. And a bunch of, uh, crocodiles died or alligators. Yes. Yeah. I believe it was the alligators. Yeah. Burned, burned alive. Yeah. Even more terrible. Yeah. Uh, but basically we come to find that almost everybody on the cast of the show believes what is obvious. That Joe ordered the arson, that Joe burnt the building down intentionally to burn down all of that footage. And then immediately Rick Kirkham is thrown out of the zoo and told he's not welcome, can never come back. Mm -hmm. And then we find out, Kev, we don't even find this out out in the show. This is actually in the YouTube video that you sent me about details that didn't make it into the show. Mm Mm-hmm like a couple of weeks later he went and he went and got an apartment somewhere else in Oklahoma and a couple of weeks later his apartment was arsoned and his dog was killed. Yeah. So they followed him and tried to like kill him basically again with the same way. Like this is how much Joe hated this Rick Kirkham guy after their falling out. Um, so, I mean I mean, okay, I don't have proof that it was Joe that did that. Okay, I'm jumping to that conclusion. But the idea that he would randomly get arsoned two weeks later, after all this happened, yeah. uh, in his new location, at, like after the falling out and he said that the falling out with Joe was really bad and he was afraid and he had no contact after that. Um so uh it seems pretty obvious to me what happened here. Um but anyway, after this arson happens on this episode, uh we are introduced to Joe's apparent new savior, uh, an investor, a gentleman who appears to be wealthy, appears to be a wealthy biker. He looks like a 50-year-old biker to me. Like I, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? This, this new generation of yuppie bikers who are like just... Like, guys who are, like, in their 50s and 60s who just want to be, like, 25 for the rest of their fucking life. And they, you know, they're, like, in in good shape usually. And they got really groomed hair. And they got really groomed facial hair. Mm -hmm. But they're all, you know, dressed in all black and leather and um, tattooed. That's Jeff Lowe. Um, And he's introduced to the show as this playboy, rich tiger lover um, who shows up on the scene, wines and dines Joe and all of his staff. And um, basically, uh, it, it wants to be an investor in Joe's zoo. Wants to supply Joe with money to fight back against Carol Baskin yeah. to keep the zoo alive. Yeah. Basically, uh, you know. And it turns out very quickly that Jeff is not who he who claims he to, be.
1: to be. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, just <laughs> as evil and as manipulative. I can't even say the word manipulative. He's a con man. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. He's definitely a con man.
0: Um, um, you know what? And um, here's where a lot more of the misogyny comes in. Jeff has this wife <laughs> yeah. who looks like she's probably 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she doesn't look uh, like... Like, scummy or, like, dirty or trashy. You know, she looks like she could be, like, a, a waitress at Applebee's. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, she she looks like a pretty normal chick. Mm-hmm. But they immediately tell you that uh, Jeff and his wife are swingers. Yeah. And the reason they love tigers is because they love to take tiger cubs to Las Vegas with them to party, to, to meet girls, to bring girls back to their hotel room to swing with. Yeah. Okay. So what did you think of Jeff and his wife when when you when you heard this? Cuz I actually, you know what, this is this is the part where I think I might get in trouble talking about this subject, but I want to talk about this subject. <laughs> Which um, swing or
1: <laughs>
0: You know what the whole the whole thing. Because um, look, there is definitely a lot of misogyny in this world, right? Oh, yeah. We we see wives um, as sexual objects. Mhm. In it, it, like, you know, with the exception of Carol Baskin, uh, um, I think every other wife we meet in this show is a sexual object. I, okay, not every, but um, we meet the wife, and the wife is talking about it. Right, the wife mm-hmm. is talking about how she likes to do this, and about how it's easy to pick up girls with tigers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Um. And I think this character—I don't know—I just—I felt like it's important. This is a character we've never—we don't see on TV much, right? Especially in these times, and. And I think that there's, there's, ah, man, it's so complicated. The, the way the subjects of, like, misogyny, uh, I want to say the way the me, too, the me, the me too movement will perceive this show has to be very complex and difficult, because as much misogyny as, and as much abuse and sexual abuse as there is of women on this show, there is also far more the depiction of sexual abuse of males, yeah, who are, who are drug addicted, possibly gay, but possibly just bisexual, um, their abuse is, is shown just as much or more. And then we see a character like Jeff Lowe's wife who appear and, and, and Doc Antle's wives too, by the way, but, but we never got into the details of their sex lives much. Like we can assume there's a lot of like swinging going on in Doc Antle's life world, For world sure. too. Yeah. We don't go into the, we don't go into the detail of it. Like we do with Jeff's wife, right? Like, mm-hmm. We don't, we don't have one of them going, yeah, um, it's awesome we use these tigers to bring girls back to our hotel and, and have threesomes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, people choose to live this way, and, and, and to me, that's, that's not the worst thing in the world. Everybody's an adult. Everybody is a consenting adult. But you can say the same thing for those people who I just said were in a cult. Mm-hmm. So I don't I like I, it's, I don't know where I where I stand on all this. Obviously, I don't I, I don't have a side in 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 the in the discussion of these these characters. But I just feel like these gray areas these mm-hmm. gray areas are not depicted very much, and they they bring so much nuance to the conversation. And I think that that Jess' wife brings nuance to the conversation in a way that I am always afraid to talk about. In that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in well, that
1: the, sorry, part, the part that made me laugh was um i think it was like the, the final episode and uh they touched on this in in the new episode as well um she was pregnant and they were saying basically uh i can't remember oh yeah
0: as, as soon as she has the baby we're gonna get her right we're back get, into the gym well right?
1: that that was one of the one of the one of the, Things that they said, but the other thing was uh, he was like, "So we're gonna get a, we're gonna get her, and we're gonna get the kid a nanny, but I get to pick the nanny, and of course she he picks like this hot ass fucking nanny." <laughs> and um, there's a picture. Um, apparently, if you it, Google, it
0: looked like it looked like. First of all, it looked like in Las Vegas, there's like some porn star nanny service. Yeah, like it looked. It looked like they went online and they found. A porn star who's a nanny. Oh, I'm sure. And that's who they're that's who they're gonna that's who they're planning to hire. Anyway, I'm it was sure. weird. But yeah, but, but yeah. yeah if anyway.
1: apparently, if you Google like um, his full name, um, the nanny comes up in the Google search. Apparently, they they made they made mention of that. But anyways, they showed a picture of the nanny, and of course, she's like this hot ass, like basically like you're saying, she looks like a porn star, and uh, and they're like, so how's the nanny? He's like, oh yeah,
0: she's good.
1: You know, what I mean, like, right thing, right? So, <laughs>
0: so as a, so as a couple. So yeah. as a couple, it is their plan to get a nanny who they're going to have sex who with. Who they're going to bang. Yes. Of right. Course. Yeah. Now, look, this is, okay. This is every guy's, uh, not every guy. Okay. Not every guy. Okay. But this is a lot of guys who I know and who identify with fantasy Life, like mm. your dream, like when you want to be that rock star, when you want to be that famous, when you, when you, when you have this narcissistic giant hole inside of you that you need to fill, mm. your dream, you know, when you have this problem where you need to consume women as like sexual objects rather than have like mm. real relationships with them,
1: mm.
0: your dream, like, like uh, I even remember uh, what's his name tried to do this. Uh, uh, Tiger Blood. Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Tiger, what? Tr- Tiger Blood guy. Uh, Tiger Blood. Uh, you know what's his name? The guy who went crazy a couple of years ago, publicly. The star of two of uh, the show with the two dads and the fat kid. <laughs> oh, Charlie Sheen. Yes, Charlie Sheen. It reminds me of Charlie Sheen. He tried to do the same thing. Oh, yeah. He you want you have this fantasy in your head that you don't have to be monogamous, that you could just find bisexual women who will be your partner and then you can constantly bring other women home and you'll never have to be monogamous. You can always just be chasing women like you're 18 years old for the rest of your life. This is like uh this is a, a popular male fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the men in this show live this way and it's the same for gay men too because joe exotic kind of lives this way with his husbands right like like he's got the first husband the meth mouth guy and then and then they they show him meeting the second husband and talking the meth mouth guy into a three-way marriage with him right Mm -hmm. the same thing happens with guys the same way it happens with women in this so that's why i say it's like this 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 new dimension on the me too angle on the whole thing but you know, that's not to take a side or put or to say anybody's wrong or right. But <laughs> where was I? I totally just completely lost my train.
1: Well, you're talking about Charlie
0: Sheen. <laughs> Right. Okay. No, this this, this male fantasy that, that all you gotta do is find this bisexual woman who wants to chase women as much as you do mm-hmm. and who'll be happy with just the one man in her life because you're such an awesome man because, you know, you're either rich or you're famous, you know, or you're providing her with this excitement that no other man can. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just feeding her an endless an endless uh, you know, diet of other women, you know, if you just find that woman, that one woman who can live that lifestyle with you, then you're set, you know? And it's just a matter of finding that one bisexual woman, right? Um, I mean, obviously it's bullshit. Obviously, as soon as Jeff Lowe's wife gets a little bit too old, uh, or a little bit too heavy or a little bit too anything, as soon as Jeff Lowe gets bored of her, he's going to toss her away like garbage yeah. because she's not a person to him. She's not a person to him. He's not in a relationship with her. Yeah. She's not, a wife to him. She's not a partner to him. She's uh, a device. She's a toy. She's a toy. And I. And it's tragic. It's tragic that they're having a child. It's tragic. Um, but I know this Jeff Lowe guy. I know guys like this. I know guys who, like, this is their dream. Like, this is... And the fact that I'm... The, the idea that I'm watching guys who are actually, like, do it... Like, this Doc Antle guy. <laughs> like... um. Like he's like a, like he's like a, like a Hugh Hefner, right? Like he's, or, or like an, like, um, like a sultan with a harem, right? Right. Like guys who keep the destructive male fantasy alive because they actually succeed because this, this world is actually broken and fucked up enough that some guys can be so powerful that they actually pull it off. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and and probably destroy a lot of people's lives in in the in the process. Um, yeah, this show, man, it, it's like it seems like it's just this wacky circus, right? Like it's this it's this white trash circus is a perfect car
1: <laughs> train wreck, <laughs> yeah,
0: right. But <clears throat> but but Kev, like you, you, but you're with me on the fact that it is so dark and so heavy, right? Oh, like yeah. the this subject matter is so like. It's big. It's 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 serious. Um, I agree. At the same time, as being a shocking, funny, and exciting, and surprising circus the entire time. Yeah. Um, There's heavy, dark, sad stuff at the same time. I I guess is my point. Um, And it's like it's all. (sighs) Should I? I to 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 take it even a little darker and to to make it even a little personal, a little, even a little more personal. Um, like I feel for these people because like I said, like I feel like I've known people like them. Like I've mm. like, like white trash Southern people are no different than white trash Northern people. Right. Mm. And, and I have had the pleasure of being close to a few in my life. And, um, so I do think they're victims. you know. Even, even though I do, I do see them making their, their own mistakes and making bad choices, I, I do think that they're victims who were, who were led into that um, by circumstances mostly out of their control. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, when I navigate the world of 2020, um, I am so glad that I'm not single. I, I'm so glad that I have Melinda and that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And that I never I never want to be single again. And I, I don't have like an ounce of that male fantasy in me anymore. Even though I probably once did. You know, back when I was that guy who really needed to be famous. Um, because when I was single, it was just... Ah, like I would constantly meet women and get into situations with women where I would find out that they... Okay, I had women call me a pussy and walk out on me uh, in sex because I wouldn't punch them in the face. <laughs> uh, I've had women call me a pussy and a faggot because I wouldn't choke them until they passed out. Wow. Um, it, I, I don't know if I'm a guy who um, like has tended to attract a certain type of person because I look a certain way. Because people have always said that I kind of look like a biker. You know, I'm a, I'm a big guy with a shaved head and I have tattoos and I have, I've had piercings and I, I wear mostly black. Um, so I think that when I've been out in public, you know, I, I was sang from metal bands where I screamed really loud and acted really tough. So I think I gave out the impression a lot that I was a tough guy. And I think over the years, I attracted a lot of women who wanted an abuser. Okay. And, and looked at me and assumed that I would be that. And I you know, I just think it's good that you are seeing women on T V right now who show that, right? Like mm. that they're out there. That these that there are women out there who want to be abused, basically. They want to live basically in a state of constant abuse. And you just got really deep, dude. <laughs> I, I I I know. I know, and that's why I, that's why I put the warning at the beginning of this episode yeah. because I knew I was going I knew I was going to touch on this. And it's 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 something that I'm always afraid to touch on like this mm. The Me Too movement is important and I believe in it. And um I believe that um men need to be stopped dead in their tracks because they are constantly engaging in this terrible behavior
1: okay
0: and and i've been guilty of it and i'm sure that i will be guilty of it again um but during all of the me too movement i am constantly reminded of these women from my past these women that i have known okay. and there have been a few of them i'm not talking about one person specifically um who i think are I don't know if they're an overlooked part of the story, but I think that they need to be brought into the conversation that there are a lot of men out there being encouraged by women who want them to be that way. And I understand that's part of the same problem. I understand it doesn't excuse anybody for anything,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but I think that an important thing that this show does, this crazy fucked up show, an important thing that it does is it brings that type of character um, into our point of view. Because people can look at Jeff Lowe's wife and go, what? Mm -hmm. Like, you want that? You want that to be your life? Uh, And you don't see that this man is going to discard you like garbage in a couple of years, you know, probably when your child is still young. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like uh, the tragedy of that character um i hope that permeates the public consciousness uh because i think that's pretty important anyway <laughs> what episode were we
1: on <laughs> uh, we're going into 5 i believe okay. that is. <clears throat> uh,
0: i lost my episode listing so <laughs> pretty sure a sound effect or something i scroll carol basket <laughs> Carol Baskin Carol Baskin See, Carol Baskin was abused Mm -hmm. by her first husband, it sounded like, she made it sound that way anyway, and Carol Baskin was almost used and tossed away by a man but Carol Baskin proved herself to be the apex predator of the situation. Mm-hmm. Right? Like ah, I think she killed him. But I kind of am okay with her getting away with. It. I'm I'm evil for saying that. I <laughs> I'm evil for saying that. <laughs> How do you feel? But yeah, I, what do you really think? What do you really think okay, about Carol so- Baskin? Um,
1: what do I think about Carol, about... Carol Baskin. I think that... Carol Baskin. Is a very smart person, for one. She comes across on screen like she's a fucking airhead idiot. Um she fucking dresses like a fucking cat. Like, I don't know. Like she's, she comes across very flaky and hippie ish. Just not. Too I think, great. I
0: think it's her own, I think it's her own version of the flamboyance. Right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's this cat person thing, right? Like Doc Antle has it too. Right. Um, I mean, like they dress themselves up like they're, like they're cat people. Like they yeah. they want you to identify them as cat people. Different.
1: But yeah, no, but in, like I said, but any, um, deep down, she's fucking brilliant um she's made millions where joe exotic claims he doesn't even have a million to his name um iron he'll never see a million is what he said um sorry it's my house phone ringing i'm sure he can hear it (laughs) but anyways um are you still there hello are you on mute again
0: Yes, I'm sorry, and then my mouse and then my mouse wasn't responding when I was trying to unmute. Know. Oh my god, it was the worst. I'm sorry. Okay.
1: <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So I think, um, like I said, I think she's brilliant. <clears throat> but uh, did she kill her husband? There is a lot of um, things pointing towards a yes, but in the end, the way I feel and. And I got this while I was watching the show because obviously as soon as you hear that her husband disappeared, my first reaction, everyone's first reaction is she fed her, fed him to the tigers. Like that was my first reaction, but I didn't really start thinking in favor of him still being alive until he, people started talking about how the, when he disappeared, before he disappeared, uh, they came to see, like he went to go get his car fixed, uh, I think was one of the things um, he went to go talk to some other person, and there was, and he was saying, If I can pull this off, this would be the greatest thing ever, and blah blah blah. But he never explained what he was pulling off. So, this is why a uh, part of me thinks that he's actually still alive, that he actually did pull off the greatest escape plan. And he is alive somewhere in Costa Rica with his Costa Rican girlfriend because he said he had a Costa Rican girlfriend, um, doing what he wants to do, and he did. And he fucked off, and he raced his past. I don't know. there's a part of me that believes that he's still alive. so um, but again, it's a it's it's a two-way street, right? because um, all of, all the all the roads lead to her killing him, and it's very true because they were saying that if you throw uh, bones to a tiger, the acid in their stomach will dissolve the bones. Right. So there's there'll no be, traces. There'll be no
0: trace left. Yeah,
1: so there is no trace. So there's, there's obviously, there's um, arrows pointing that direction. But then there's the stuff that he was saying before he disappeared. So that's what I'm saying. So uh, there is a slight possibility that he's out there somewhere, alive and living well. <laughs> but I guess the only, there's really only two people on this planet that will ever know the true answer, and that's... Gerald Baskin. And I forget the husband's name right now. So those dead are the guy. only, yeah, the dead guy. There those are the only two people that would know the truth. Okay. Get the Here's my guy. take on that. Yes. Takeaway.
0: As soon, as soon as I heard that, that one detail that you just said, mm-hmm. that, that he made a comment to his business manager, yeah. the last time he saw him, if I can pull this off, I'm even smarter than I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> all he was talking about was getting out of his marriage with all of his money because yeah. he was, cause he like, cause they had just said that he'd drawn up the divorce papers and all he was going to give her was the house and the car. Yeah. So I he clear, like if you were going to, if you, if you're a guy with like tens of millions of dollars and you're in a marriage that you desperately want to get out of, but you're married to this really smart, manipulative, aggressive woman. And you think you're going to get out of it with all of your money and just giving her a house and a car. Mm-hmm. Then you would say exactly that you would say, if I can pull this off, I'm even smarter than I th-. like, because you wouldn't believe you could get, you could do that. That would be like, uh, that would be a major fucking accomplishment for a guy in his position. If he could, if he could get away from his marriage with Carol, with all of his money.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so like I, to me, that's exactly what that comment was. And the, and the other thing to me was, th- is convincing to me that he's definitely dead was what you do- The other thing you just said was the girlfriend, mm-hmm. because this was known like the people in America knew who she was and can find her and investigate. And you know, like if he was with her, he wouldn't like, he would have been caught by now. Uh, I don't believe I don't believe he could have disappeared because of the girlfriend. but I, I believe he might have had other girlfriends or he, I believe he might have disappeared on that girlfriend and just got a new one. Mm-hmm. but um and I yes, I admit that it's possible. I admit that it's possible
1: yeah.
0: that he's alive. but but there's nothing in the show that makes me even doubt that he's dead. I completely believe that he's dead, right. anyway. fair enough. We were there. We covered that's where were we in their episode list i think we're up to episode seven or six sorry yeah um no we didn't talk about episode five making america exotic again
1: which was the one where where we talked where uh dylan shoots himself
0: oh i think i think that's six six? i think that's six
1: some reason i feel like it's like it's episode five <clears throat>
0: really? I feel like it is. Uh, okay. Uh, well, um, no, 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 no. Because he's in episode five. He might be episode five. He's
1: in because episode he's five, on the pig. because that's what I'm saying. He, I think that's the one where he offs himself.
0: Okay. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is the one anyway where he goes into politics. We find out that he runs for president. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Uh. But of course he did. Of course he ran for president. And um. And then he ends up running for governor, too. Yeah. Uh, so then, But then we find out later on... I mean, of course, he doesn't get elected president or governor. And uh, what I thought was interesting, he actually ran the same year as Trump. He was, he was actually running against Trump. So um, he... Uh, I don't know. It was an interesting year, I guess. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he didn't... Uh, he wasn't very successful at politics, even though he uh, really seemed to enjoy campaigning. Um, and I think there was some... There was some hinting that he m- might get in trouble for campaign finance violations because uh, the campaign uh, <clears throat> materials uh, were paid for by the zoo or something. And I think that's illegal. I think that's that's against the law, um, elections laws in the U.S. But <clears throat> I don't know if that was one of the 20 counts that he ended up being indicted for in the end or not. But anyway, I do think it, in this episode... Uh <clears throat> I think uh this might be the episode where we find out Meth Mouth left him mm-hmm. for a woman, yeah. so uh you know turns out he says he 's straight after all uh, and then um yeah, uh, his second husband uh ends up killing himself and in this, and and again, we get a lot more of his uh personal story, and we find out that he was always straight before he met Joe. Yeah. Um, and that he claimed to be straight even when he was with Joe and apparently he was sleeping with women around the park when he was with Joe. Um, and, uh, Joe was constantly having to keep him fed with marijuana. They said, uh, I would be surprised if it was just marijuana. Uh, probably only safe to talk about the marijuana on the documentary. Um, but, um, they showed him being suicidal. Uh, before, but then they actually showed he killed himself basically on camera. He was just off camera. They were filming a guy watching him kill himself, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so it's a very shocking moment in the show. Again, well, um, it's
1: uh, it's funny because well, it's not funny. But when if you watch that uh, that that new episode, they interview the dude that they brought in to be his um, political advisor, whatever and he's right. on the one that shoots himself in front of him. He's he's, and, he's uh, the
0: one who's watching him shoot. Himself.
1: Yeah, and he was like talking about he's uh, they asked him do you think he did it on purpose and he's like 100% no because he was yeah. saying to me. As he, he, he said it, he said it. it won't fire. Yeah, it won't fire and then he like held it to his head and then soon as he like shot he saw in his eyes that he fucked up <laughs> for one brief second and then he just that's why he was in he was so in shock and um apparently he was saying that even after the after that was all said and done no one even offered him like therapy or counseling or anything like that uh, not joe exotic no one no one offered to like send him to therapy and he's uh, yeah he's basically saying he's hoping to save it up money because he wants to take therapy now because he's so messed up from okay, that. Okay, this like is he's... another
0: sad thing and uh, this is another this is another time when I'm getting political when I shouldn't, Kev, but mm-hmm. this is another thing that made me so fucking sad about this show mm-hmm. because this is, the, this is the second example. The first example, even more fucking tragic. I mean, he, the fact that he can't afford fucking therapy for his PTSD from watching a guy blow his yeah. head off in front yeah. of him,
1: yeah.
0: like, that's fucking tragic. It is. But the first fucking tragic thing uh, about the US medical healthcare system
1: it's a was SAF. <laughs> oh, right, right. No, yeah,
0: yeah. SAF. Yeah, yeah. The employee who's... Ooh, uh, the, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm a, okay, the, this employee is a transgender, now male. Yeah. Okay, so so he stuck his hand in a tiger cage when he shouldn't have and got his arm uh, mauled really badly by a tiger. Yeah. Okay. When he went to the hospital, he still had a working hand. Mm-hmm. He signed a document with his hand. Yeah. Okay. But the doctor said to him, we can either amputate it now or you will have to go through, what, what did they say? Two years of corrective surgery? Yeah,
1: to rehabilitate it or something like that. Yeah. To like rehabilitate that, yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Which, of course, is not paid for by the U.S. healthcare system. Yeah. If you were Canadian, if you were Canadian, you would get that surgery. Yeah. You would get it paid for, and you would still have a hand. Yeah. But because you live in Oklahoma, when the doctor comes to you and says you need two years of corrective surgery to save your hand, you immediately think. I don't have $500,000 to pay for that. And I will never have $500,000 to pay for that. So you tell the doctor, cut my arm off instead of getting fixed. Like, America is fucking tragic. I'm sorry. It's the only country in the world that doesn't have universal health care. It's the only first world country on earth. That doesn't have universal universal health care, it's the richest country on earth. Yeah. This girl, this I'm sorry, this man lost his arm because he was an American and not a Canadian. And this poor guy who watched his buddy blow his head off ten feet in front of him can't afford therapy for his PTSD. Yeah. and hopes he can save up for it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 so fucking tragic. Yeah. It's so I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: You're right. You're right. It's 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 a, it's,
0: it's, a it's a fun like I it's a fun show but it's a tragic fucking show mm-hmm. at the same fucking time. And and, and and it's real. It's so like it's not a, it's not a tragic show. It's a tragic world. That's the that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um on top of all of that tragedy is of course the tragedy of of Joe's drug addict husbands, like like again, like I was talking about earlier, the, like the the subject of drug addiction of of sexual abuse uh, connected to drug addiction, um, it, it led to this guy's suicide. In my opinion, um, it, I don't believe it was an accident. I ac- you know I actually know I actually knew a guy who killed himself the same way said he didn't, you know, said the gun wasn't loaded, mm-hmm. said, oh, it won't go off, said he was just playing around and blew his head off. Right. And he he was known to be a depressed, sometimes suicidal guy before that. So even though he had just said, oh, don't worry, it's not loaded or oh, don't worry, it won't go off. Mm-hmm. That was what he said, I think, this guy that I knew. I think he said, don't worry, it won't go off, like almost exactly the same thing the story reminded me of. Uh, like they had just showed earlier another time when he was holding a shotgun cross-legged in the forest, writing a suicide note and saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like we knew this guy was suicidal. So yeah, yeah. I do believe it was a suicide, not an accident. And I, and I do believe it was the tragic end of his life of drug addiction and abuse
1: Hmm.
0: and, and a lot of that abuse coming at the hands of Joe exotic, um, even just by him being a facilitator of the drug addiction or by, what I believe is sexual abuse of, you know, uh, trading him drugs for sexual favors for years mm. uh, when 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 he wasn't attracted to you because he, you know, at least said he wasn't gay. Uh, and even if you were a gay man, would you be attracted to Joe Exotic? Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's, he's a pretty he's a pretty gross dude. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Anyway,
1: <laughs> to each his own. To each the his own.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe the countryside. No, it's the Tigers. It's the Tigers. Yeah,
1: anyway, it is. It is the Tigers
0: and, yeah. and the meth. <laughs> it's it's mostly the mess, I think. Uh, Birds, tigers, bears. Oh my. Yeah. So. Um, so <laughs> we get to episode uh six. And we finally start getting to the murder for hire plot at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um we've glossed over some things. We've glossed over the fact that Jeff Lowe basically stole the zoo from him, just got him to sign over ownership of it. Um And then Jeff Lowe brought in his right-hand man. This guy, uh, we should get his name because he's an important character. uh,
1: Because he's the guy who
0: actually ends up sending Joe up the river with his testimony. Um, Getting back to the page. Anyway. Um, uh, So Jeff takes it over and... I guess... Um, he and Joe uh, talk a lot about uh, murdering Carol. yeah, um, And get all the way down to planning it. Um, you know, uh, going on the computer and saying, and looking at her property and saying this would be the best place to do it. Alan Glover is the name of Jeff Lowe's right-hand man who he brought in. Yeah, and it was suggested bit. that Alan, Alan Glover had a dark past and And that was basically a criminal willing to do anything that uh, Jeff uh, Lowe wants him to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And it turns out that uh, the three of them, I guess, Jeff Lowe, uh, Joe Exotic, and Alan Glover hatched this plot for Alan to go and murder Carol Baskin. Mm -hmm. And um, it turns out that Joe actually paid... Alan three thousand dollars to go do it, which is the reason Joe is in jail because you have to actually follow through with payment for it to be a crime. Yeah. And the reason Alan and Jeff are not in jail is because they both turned on Joe and testified against him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> on top of the murder for hire plot against Carol, uh, Joe is in jail for nineteen other counts, including uh, I think they're mo- I think they're all animal cruelty charges because they found out. That uh, they found a lot of dead tigers buried on on Joe's property, mm-hmm. and uh, he had been killing them off and burying them. And you know, he he claimed they were they were normal euthanizations that you have to do when you're a breeder. But uh, I don't know, I don't know the comp- I don't know the details of the law. But apparently he was convicted of that too. Yeah. <clears throat> um, he could. Uh, okay, I'm getting, I'm jumping ahead now. Back to where we were though in episode seven. Um, episode six. Um, so yeah, uh, Alan, I guess made the whole plot with Joe and, um, I think Joe thought he was in on it with two conspirators, but I think his conspirators were probably plotting against him the whole time. Yeah. I don't think Jeff and Alan ever really planned to kill Carol Baskin. I don't think Jeff and Alan ever thought Carol Baskin was as much of a problem as Joe did. Yeah. Right. Like, um, like I said earlier, if Joe had just not fought back against Carol Baskin and just kind of ignored her, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been nearly as much of a problem in his life as he was. And everybody around him constantly said that in this documentary. Yeah. They all hated her because she was all trying to shut down their zoo that they worked at. It yeah. was their, you know, their, their life. But none of them would have waged war against her the way Joe did. No. <clears throat> so if you're a con man like some say Jeff Lowe is, um, you see an opportunity here to set up Joe exotic and get rid of him for good and just take everything. He already had everything though. So he didn't really need to lock him up. Like he already evicted him from the park, already booted him out. And he knew the government was already investigating him. So there it, it is suggested that maybe Jeff's motivation in all of this was he got himself off of other charges for other stuff he was in trouble for. Like he had domestic abuse charges against a previous wife and stuff. And he had charges against him for smuggling tiger cubs into Las Vegas hotels. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently he got out of all of that for his cooperation against Joe. So that might be a valid reason, even though he already had Joe's zoo to still get him locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's a, I, I think it's a it's a I think it's a blurry line between conspira- conspiracy and just turning on him. But again, I don't even think that Alan Glover and Jeff Lowe really wanted to murder anybody. i I think maybe they hated Carol Baskin wanted her to go away, But I don't think they would have followed through with a murder. i I think both of them knew that it was too much trouble, and they didn't want to go to prison. They just wanted to live there their fucking awesome lifestyle right because yeah. they were like these zoo kings right yeah.
1: maybe they're just hoping she'd trip and fall into a tiger cage uh
0: yeah <laughs> or, or or they just expected they just they just live with her as an annu- uh, as an annoyance forever yeah. and and keep doing their thing because they were still living it up hard yeah. right yeah. so yeah. Absolutely. what did they care really yeah. really what did they really care i don't know um but uh, <laughs> yeah, so they end up turning on, they end up testing up, testifying against him, and with all the charges against him, all the twenty counts altogether, he could have ended up going to jail for seventy nine years. Yeah. Uh, turns out he was only sentenced to twenty one, I think it was twenty four, maybe something in the low twenties, under twenty five years. Okay, um, so uh, I'm pretty sure based on American justice averages. He'll probably serve, like, six or seven years and then get parole. Um, so that's really not so bad. If you think about, like, I want to say, I wanted to say, like, my, one of my final points about all this is the great irony, right? Like, all of this happened because of this guy who was desperate to be famous, who had a little bit of fame, wanted more fame. Mm-hmm. Destroyed so many lives around him. Destroyed the lives of his parents. Bankrupted them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh at least one suicide in his wake and God knows how many more of those. Uh, you know, Seth you know loses his arm and and uh, you know so much destruction in this man's wake, so many dead tigers uh, by the way uh, mm. that 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 building of dead alligators who burned alive. you know, just so much pain and devastation in the wake of Joe Exotic's mission quest to be famous. and in the end he succeeds, but, He's sitting in a jail cell. Yeah. He can't enjoy any of it, while everyone around him—everyone who turned on him, everyone who testified on him, <laughs> everyone who sold him up the river, everyone who betrayed him—they're all out free and profiting from this right now. It's such a great twisted poetic justice, such a such a great poetic irony. But then I think the irony is muted by what I just said, by the fact that. He'll probably serve seven years, maybe eight years tops before he's out on parole. If he behaves himself in jail, if nothing else comes out, of course, before then. And also on top of that, he's already said he's going to be testifying against Jeff Lowe because he knows about crimes that he's been involved with and everybody else in the zoo world, including like Doc Antle. So maybe a lot of other people out there are going to get in trouble based on the cooperation of Joe Exotic now. So maybe they'll cut his time short for that. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying... Joe Exotic is still going to be a young enough man when he gets released from jail to enjoy all of this fame that yeah, he's gotten.
1: That's if uh, his fame is still around in what he's been in there for, what, two years now? I want to say. I sure. Think it was, um, I think it was 2018 when he went in.
0: But I bet you there's going to be a bank account a full of money, or some kind of book yeah, deal, or some yeah, of kind course. of deal, or some kind of massive paycheck. Mm-hmm. The moment his foot, the moment his foot touches concrete after stepping out of that prison, right. uh, Joe, Joe Exotic is going to receive the reward that he has always sought. Yeah. Right? Yeah, true. He he's he's absolutely going to succeed from all of this. So I guess I'm really glad he didn't succeed in murdering anybody because. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would make it a lot worse um, and you know hopefully there are no murders that we don't know about but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I just you know that that huge irony I think is 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 inescapable to me uh, the fact that this hateful man uh, right now is suffering what having to know that uh, all these people who he, who he hates now are are are, are being rewarded <laughs> from yeah. betraying him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are, are, enjoy, are enjoying success and fame now that he can't, uh, because he's sitting in jail. Um, but then again, he's going to get out soon enough, and then he's going to get to enjoy it too, which I think is fucked up. I think it's fucked up. Like, oh, OJ shouldn't get to profit from, you know, murdering Nicole, and uh, Tiger King shouldn't get to profit from his entire life of behavior, basically. Right. You know, like... I don't know if it's bad enough that he should die in jail, but I feel like he should die poor and unknown at least, at least Fair after all that, and that would be justice. But this is the world we live in. There's yeah. no justice. Yeah. There's... <laughs> My take anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, episode six, I think we were in ep- episode seven. I've already just talked about a lot, I think as yeah. well though. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I we've talked about everything, but I don't know if we've talked about everything. There's so much, and All right.
1: um, well, we talked a lot. Um, sorry, what? Obviously, if you were, <laughs> huh? Go ahead, sorry. No, I was gonna say. So, if you were going to give this entire series a numeric rating, what would you give it out of ten?
0: This series, okay. Look, I this is not my genre. I will admit, I, I, I don't watch a lot of reality TV. I don't watch a lot of documentary tv um but i but like i said i did love making a murderer uh no, and making a murderer or tiger king sorry
1: we're talking about tiger king
0: yeah i know i i'm saying so that that's no, i wasn't that, sure that, if that,
1: you're saying yeah, like, yeah, you like that as well sim-
0: or that's something similar to this that i oh, that okay, i like okay. before sure. um so um like i don't like I'm, I'm just saying i like i'm not an expert on this genre but i do think this is a fantastic show i yeah. would I, I I think it's a fantastically interesting show, and it's a and it, it gives you so much to talk about, mm-hmm. so much to chew on, um, and just keeps you shocked and on the edge of your seat the whole time. Um, so uh, yeah, I absolutely recommend this show to yeah. everybody. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, it's a, it, uh, is, it is it is as something. far as docu- like I don't know if if I call it a ten out of ten, do I mean the same thing that I mean when I call a like, Game of Thrones ten out of ten? No, it's it's a different kind of thing, right? But yeah. You know, for this, I for what it is, it's a ten. Like I, I, yeah, I don't, I couldn't imagine. There's nothing about the show that I think should be improved somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, like editing, writing, uh, you know, production, anything about it. I no, I think it's fantastic. I yeah, I definitely give it a ten out of ten. I think everybody needs to watch it. Um, yeah, okay. And uh, you know, it's a, it's definitely a gift during this uh, during this time during of quarantine. Time,
1: yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. 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 All
0: right.
1: Fair enough uh if I was gonna give it a rating uh I would say seven and a half to eight out of ten okay um i I did really enjoy it um I don't I don't think uh I really took it in like you did <laughs> but um but yeah no um yeah oh, actually you know what I'll give it an eight um yeah, no, I really did enjoy it. I don't think I would ever watch it again. Um, I kind of threw on the first episode just to, as a refresher before we, we started recording. But uh, other than that, I don't think I would watch it again. But yeah, no, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it as well. Uh, I don't think I recommend it as high as the uh, stuff that we talked about prior. <laughs> um, speaking sure. of about prior, um, I did end up watching or finishing Silicon Valley. Uh, remember I... Swap. oh wow i swapped it out remember uh because yep, you picked yep, letter yep. kenny so i was like you know what i'm, I'm gonna give this uh <clears throat> i'm gonna i'm gonna give uh silicon valley that 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 slot but um at the time i didn't finish the latest season i did finish it and it's a great show i absolutely love it and um yes. while we're on the topic of uh you know shows again on netflix um I watched the uh Trailer Park Boys animated uh series and I actually really oh. dug it.
0: <laughs> I, I, I I have really, not seen that.
1: Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I, f- I actually found it funnier than the past maybe two or three live action Trailer Park Boys. So Interesting Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah no, I would actually uh I, recommend that as well. Um I, I actually found it really funny. I think Trailer Park Boys in 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 uh cartoon form is does, does it justice <laughs> so i thought it was really funny but anyways, i haven't
0: seen that but i, ha- I have i've watched the Letterkenny kenny uh cartoon have which you i didn't find as funny no um yeah, and, well I, they they but they portray them as children yeah um in that it's yeah. it's slightly different um
1: well, well it's funny because they do an episode in the trailer park boys where they flash back to when they were kids Okay. All right. So it kind of reminded me of, of uh, Letterkenny in that respect. But the Letterkenny, I didn't find it nearly as funny. I don't know. Maybe because they were just doing their usual, I guess, um, uh, if, it seemed more like Letterkenny Problems, which was the little YouTube thing that they that, right. that did. The before, shorts. Yeah. yeah. The shorts. I don't know. I yeah. guess when I watched it, I didn't even watch it at all. I just watched the first, like, uh, I think, episode or two. And that's the way I right. felt about that. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I still gotta catch up on my letter, Kenny. Too. But anyways,
0: yeah, um, right. I agree. I I haven't <laughs> been into Trailer Park Boys in a long time. I have to admit. I have to admit. Yeah. I, I I don't know why, but it I lost it. I just
1: yeah, fair it enough. Stopped,
0: it's it's stopped, one of those I shows. i liking it.
1: It's one of those shows. Like it does. It 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 gets old fast.
0: Yeah, it I does. don't know. I don't know what it was exactly. But mm-hmm. um,
1: but yeah, I will say I but, found the the cartoon funnier than. Um, the actual show.
0: (laughs) You know what? I want to say, I've had a lot of thoughts about, since our last episode, when I I went on and on and on about Star Trek, um, Mm -hmm. I have had so many thoughts about, like, just how fucking nerdy that was, and what a real fucking legit nerd I am. Like, to me, there's just just no level of nerddom. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess you could get worse, but it's very hard to get worse, more nerdy than complaining about Star Trek not being accurate enough or, like, you know, technical enough or, you know, whatever. I just, like... I don't know. It just, it's it's made me laugh at myself a bunch of times when I thought mm-hmm. about that episode. Because, like, enough. complaining about Star Wars, complaining about Star Trek canon, mm. like, those two things... Like, I did the same thing with Rise of Skywalker, right? Like, and yeah. I do it all the time. Like, I, I can't watch Rise of Skywalker anymore. I can't... I, I I see that fucking grid of 10,000 Star Destroyers and Mm. I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I can't, but that is so fucking nerdy is what I want to say. Like Mm. I, man, I am a legit, I am a legit nerd, but but like whenever, whenever I'm watching a YouTube channel Mm. and I see somebody doing that about Star Trek, whenever I see a YouTuber just like going on and on and on about Star Trek details like that. I always just roll my eyes so hard at them and just go, you're such a fucking nerd. And I did that. And uh, you know what? I don't know if I, I don't know if I stipulated enough that Star Trek Picard is a super fun show. Mm. Like it's, it's so action packed it more, more so than any other Star Trek show ever. Um, It there's like, there's an action scene every five minutes in this show and there's a ton of murder in this show, like if you're into like the violence like it's like no other Star Trek has ever had that like mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that people would really think was fun about that show, so the fact that I went on and on about um you know I don't know technical choices or 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 canons or Canon being abused or whatever I did, um I think it's funny, but um,
1: <clears throat> I think we're all a little guilty of doing that stuff though so. I wouldn't worry yeah,
0: about it. Yeah, I know. I know. I yeah. mean I'm gonna keep doing it. That's yeah. that's me. That's That's just who I am, right? You know, on nerd and up nerd is not just a slogan. It's yeah. uh, it's 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 a way it's, of life. It's life. There you go. Right, you know? And this and this podcast, man, I, I love it. I I hope you do too. You I do. you know, we don't we don't we don't talk a lot outside the show to be honest. Um but um you know, I think about it a lot. I think about what, what we're doing here and why we're doing it. And um, Because, you know, it's it's time-consuming and it's work and it's effort. But I never feel like I want to stop. I yeah. never feel like, oh, fuck. Can I, I got to, uh, fuck, I got to do... Th-. You know, I never feel that way about it, yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, which... I've just, I've just come to the, to the understanding that this is therapy for me, that this is that the, the, this conversation, just having this conversation just makes me feel good. Just makes me feel better. And, okay, and I, I, and I, you know, here we are, we're at episode 48. And when we started this, I remember saying a bunch of times, um, I'm not going to judge this thing, this podcast, uh, like the success of it or, or anything, until we're a hundred episodes in, because I feel like it's going to take me a hundred episodes to learn how to do it, right? To to even decide how I want to do it, really, completely, one hundred percent. But here, but here we are. We're almost at the halfway point to hundred episodes, and um, yeah i I don't feel like ever slowing down. You know i i, I I'm happy we're doing this, man. I really enjoy it. Yeah. I just want to say that.
1: And we've been doing this for over a year, man, and it's good. <laughs> and we've been consistent with it, so that's, what yeah, I, that's yeah. why I really appreciate and,
0: it. And, and so. to our small handful of friends, and I know we are a small group, mm-hmm. um, but to our small handful of friends who are out there listening to us every week, thank you so much. We love you. Absolutely. Um, we want you in the conversation, too. We want you to let us know how you feel about these things. We want to, We want you to let us know if you agree or disagree with us. We want you to let us know if there are things that you want us to talk about. We want you to let us know if there are people you want us to talk to. Um, I, just, um, <laughs> I, I just had a little talk today with uh, Dominic Jones from Star Wars Underworld. Uh, he's going to come on uh, in the next week or so. I don't know what we're going to talk to him about. Maybe we'll talk about the future of, of Star Wars film with him. We'll figure something out, but he's a he's a great guy uh, to have a conversation with about this kind of thing. Maybe the and, um, you know, we're going to keep trying to bring the possibility, you more guests,
1: the possibility of Darth Maul being in Mandalorian season two. That's a little something. Yeah, we can
0: we, we can we talk about everything with Dominic. Dominic probably knows as much about Star Wars as any human being on Earth, yeah. and um, he has a lot of very strong opinions. I don't agree with everything that Dominic thinks about Star Wars, but that's okay. I don't. I didn't agree with everything Ben thinks about Star Wars either, but yeah. uh, I love that guy and all these guys in the Star Wars Underworld. It's really it's really a great. Um, team of guys so I, I i'm glad we're going to have dom on soon i hope we get to have chris on uh eventually as well the uh, the the third the third main guy over there um but uh yeah so anyway thanks for listening to too old for this podcast is, yes. is what i'm trying to say and i and i guess we're wrapping up for tonight kev uh uh i don't know is there anything that i am not saying that i should say
1: <laughs> that's the end
0: <sighs> yeah i guess we're there janet so uh <laughs> thanks for listening guys uh check us out tool for this podcast forward slash no facebook.com forward slash tool for this podcast yeah. uh twitter.com forward slash tool for this pod yeah. um you know and uh send us a message let us know how you're doing and other than that i guess just chill
1: till the next episode